Today on episode number 104 of the podcast, we're sharing some stories from emotional times in our lives. What's up, VIPs? Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek. I am your resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. And across the table from me, as always, is our resident sighted supporter, my lovely wife, April. Hey there. All right. So today on the episode, we're talking about stories from emotional times in our lives. Now, I know that probably sounds like times that were really sad or really bad or really, you know, what I mean is we're going to share different stories that express specific emotions. I've got seven of them here today. Uh, this actually came from a blog post I did years ago. Um, actually, maybe it was an episode I did years ago. I don't know. They're all blurred together. <laughs> anyway, so I've got seven different emotions uh, or moments where we experience things. Yeah. And we're going to share some stories. Some of them are the same. Some of them are different. But that way you can kind of see from our own life how we express or how we experience the different things that go on when it comes to different emotions. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump right into the first one. This is grateful. When we feel grateful. Um, my friend, uh, I went to college with him. His name is Jason. Uh, he's probably not listening to this, but if he ever does, shout out to Jason. <laughs> um, we went to college together. Actually, we went to high school school together. Yep. And we worked uh, at a theme park together doing entertainment. And then when we went to college, we were roommates. And I tell you what, that was a really tough time in my life. Mm -hmm. I was really sort of slipping into depression. It was not great. And he was such a good friend. He would go out of his way to pick me up for things, take me to things. I remember I got a part in a play and he organized all of the uh, cast to come in and record the uh, the whole script. He read my part uh, and then the cast read their parts so that his, so that my part wasn't like inflected, you know, uh, by an actor. He just <laughs> read it really boring. Um, but he, he organized that so that I could listen to it and learn my part. Uh, he was just so great. And so I'm always grateful for people. There's others that I could mention. I always just think about him and, yeah. and I've, I've had the opportunity to tell him that, you know, like, I'm so grateful for what you did and uh, how you you know, you were just there for me yeah. in that time. So that's uh, extreme gratefulness for me. So yeah, what about absolutely. you? Um, so mine is kind of a generalization of kind of the same thing, like just being grateful for the friends in our lives that will do things to help us out without an expectation. Mm -hmm. They don't expect to, you know, be given a gift card or taken to dinner or, or, you know, they don't expect anything. They do it out of the goodness of their heart and, they know that Derek is such a wonderful guy and they are supported by him in other ways. So I think this is their way to support you. And I'm, I'm grateful for that because they are willing to do whatever he is needing basically. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember that, by the way, you heard my wife say I was a wonderful guy. It's on, it's, it's <laughs> recorded. So forever in the air. Um, no, anyway, I think it's important to remember that, you know, people help out and what, what's easy to slip into is feeling like a burden. Mm -hmm. All these people have to help me and yada, yada. So I think it's good to kind of shift your mindset. You know, it's like, instead of feeling like a burden, I'm going to be grateful for these people in my life. I'm right. going to be grateful that they're willing to help without expectation. I'm going to be grateful that they're there. They understand me as much as they can, you know, knowing that they're not visually impaired. I'm going to be grateful for them. And so shift that mindset a bit. Instead of feeling like a burden, let's feel grateful for those people. Right. Uh, all right. So the second thing is sad, feeling sad. Now, we all go through this. We talk about it a lot. But... Um, I remember when I was in college, uh, this was way back in 2002, mm -hmm. uh, at the time, 
uh, Indiana University had gotten into the national championship by a fluke, I think. Uh, they beat Duke uh, like by one point, and it was a whole thing. So they got to the national championship. Well, I was going to a college, and we were all excited, and we were going to go over and watch the national championship and so forth. And now, mind you, I was only blind at about eight months at this point, yeah. something like that. So I was like, I didn't know anybody at college. I'd skipped the first semester, blah, blah, blah. And so I met this person in one of my classes who said, hey, we're going to watch the game. Do you want to come over? I was like, oh, my. Yeah, totally. I would love that. So I went over and didn't know these people. I barely knew that person, you know, and I went over and it was just awful. Like I couldn't watch the game. I was so depressed because I, I couldn't get around the room very well. And I'm I was very social and I couldn't be. And finally, I'm, I made an excuse. I was like, you know, I'm just not feeling well. And I went home. I remember I ordered like a pizza and ate it my, all myself. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's so sad. It was. It was very sad. Like t- for me not to be able to do those things. And that was one of those moments that I recognized this is different. You yeah. know, this is going to be different from now on. Now, I, st- I go to things now. It's, you know, we, you figure it out. But that was just a very sad, sad mm-hmm. moment in my life. And, um, you know, I'm, I don't know if that was the time that my first dog ate the leash or not. But that was, that was oh, a rough Oh, you hadn't time. taken uh, Scout yeah, with you? I, I didn't because I didn't know what their apartment was like. I gotcha. didn't know what the dorm was, you know, at the time. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was definitely sad. I can laugh about it now, but it was definitely sad in the moment for yeah. sure. So yeah. uh, what about you? So for me, it's having sadness over you not being able to see the kids grow and mature in their physical um, ways mm. and then also not being able to um, appreciate the um, game that Noah's playing or the plays that Aubrey does. You know, mm-hmm. you can hear them, but... Um, I'm your audio description and I'm not nearly <laughs> as not, good as not very good at it no. <laughs> as anything else. <laughs> so, um, you know, just being me, I tend to get involved in what's ever going on with them, sure. like on stage or on like the field. Mm-hmm. And then I miss saying things and telling you about it. So I just, I, I, I'm sad over you not being able to see, see those kind of things. Sure. And then just they're older now and they don't want you getting as close to their faces as you used to. Mm-hmm. So you're not seeing them like grow and mature into the people that they are physically, right. you know, obviously, you know, which I think is why we take a lot of pictures and videos. Like I don't think about it in the moment, but I will go back and look at those mm-hmm. just sporadically and see kind of like when Noah got his hair cut because he had really yeah. long hair and then he got it all cut off before uh, his season started. Yep. And uh, I was like, oh, so then I now I look at it and I'm like, oh, look how weird he looks, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. It's like, oh, no. So the little things like that, you try to find ways, but it's it's always a, a replacement for what you know what it actually is right. like looking them in the face watching his game something like that right we might take a video of the game i can zoom in on or the play mm-hmm. but it's always it's always something that's in between what it could you know could possibly be right so yep. yeah that's sad i'm sad about that too thanks for bringing that up <laughs> sorry <laughs> all right uh so the third thing uh anger now we actually have the same one on mm-hmm. this we didn't actually talk about initially i shared what mine were And then she wrote her own and we came up with the same one. Uh, This is a time I'll tell the story briefly and then you can kind of talk about your side of it. Uh, So basically we were living away from where we live now. We lived out uh, in more of a rural area. We had a septic tank. For those of you who don't know, that's a big tank. Uh, There's no sewer system because you live out in the country. And it's a big tank where all your... Bad, goes. bad stuff goes. So anyway, uh, we ha- we wanted to get it um, 
taken care of, serviced, whatever. And we had a guy come out. Now, this guy knew my family. I think he'd worked with my dad before. So we we're like, yeah, he can come out and do the thing. Well, they probe into the ground with the this big thing. And what happens is the probe will tell you if there's sewage kind of right there at the top or, you know, how, how far it goes. So he, he probed and he showed it to me. And I couldn't see. And so he's like, look at all this. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, then he talks to me about we're going to need this big new tank. We're going to the whole system. It's going to cost $10,000. We're going to have this big hump in our front yard. I was like, oh, no. And so I think you were like, maybe we should ask... You know, somebody else. We second should, opinion. Yeah, let's get a second Always opinion. Always. Because if you're going to spend $10,000, I'd at least like to know somebody else right. said do that too. And just for preference, or not preference, um, clarification. reference, clarification, I was not there. I think, I know I was working nights at the time. Was I sleeping? You probably were sleeping. I feel at like the I was time. either yeah. sleeping yeah. or maybe in the shower, like getting ready to go to work or something yeah. like that when they came out. So. Yeah. And, and those are one of those things like, and we, we've learned now, and it's just the way it is, and it's not good or bad. But if there's something that we need somebody to physically see, you just have to be there. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And this this story has taught us that. Yep. Uh, it's nothing bad. It's, it's not because I'm a terrible person and I'm so sad. or what. It's just like, well, we need you to see this. And mm-hmm. so I need you to be there. So anyway, we have a second guy come out and he does the same thing. He probes into the ground. And I, because I told him, you know, what was happening before. And he's like, uh, I don't, there's, there's no sewage here. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, is there like, probe probe over here, do it over here. He's like, and he did it. I think you were there when he did it. I Um, think so. And he did it lots of places. And he's like, I don't, this is not, you know, that guy lied to you. (laughs) Yeah. Straight up lied to your face. And I was like, oh my, are you kidding me? And again, it wasn't just that he lied to my face. He knew my family. It was a whole thing. Right. He took advantage of the fact that I couldn't see. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what he did. There was no way around it. He said, look at the stuff on this. And I was like, yeah. And of course he knew then Aha, I got him. He can't see this. And so he clearly took advantage of my sight loss. And so that guy, we ended up, uh, he came out, he's like, I don't really have to do anything, but we had him do, you know, some maintenance or whatever. Cause I was like, give this guy some money because he's a good dude. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he was great. And we talked, I think his wife helped him, you know, and she was like, oh, we heard it's so bad. You know, they were so nice. And so it's just that moment of like, how dare you take advantage of me as a a blind person. And that was one of my first experiences, probably one of the very few. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like I've gotten really taken advantage of yeah. in that situation. I mean, luckily we didn't, you know, spend the money and and mm, put yeah. in this mound system and all of the things. Like we did get a second opinion, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that just made me so very angry and just I don't know. It just it hurt because someone would take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Someone would try to use your disability for their advantage. For their advantage, like yeah. that is just appalling to me very appalling absolutely (laughs) i mean i don't think about it regularly anymore i mean it's been years really since i've probably thought about it but you know even now talking about it it just brings up those emotions i'm just like i just yeah. cannot believe just, someone would do this i want to choke you yeah, yes yeah. absolutely it and it's awful i mean there's there's certain things about discrimination where you know people say oh i didn't get the job because i was discriminated against or something right. like that and that's one thing but this it's seemingly this person did that to further something for himself yeah you know, to make money to He's you know being whatever selfish yeah and it's like oh that's so yucky but here's the thing. Uh, we all have yuckiness at times because we're imperfect people. Right. Uh, so it's important to remember that. But, man, that moment, that was, yeah, like you said, it still brings up the, the like, mm, yes. you know, and, and talking oh, about yeah. these, all these stories, like, I remember when I was sad. I remember when I was this. I remember, you know, it brings up those emotions and you're like, oh, I wanna, we're going to have to go detox after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so then number four, we've got fearful. 
uh, when I was afraid. So my story is when I went to get my first guide dog, whose name was Scout. Um, I don't think I've talked a lot about him on the channel. He was a yellow lab. He was great. He was wonderful. He was he was, he was a great first guide dog. Like oh, if yeah. you wanted a guide dog as your first one, it was him. Uh, but I remember I was 18. I just lost my sight a few months before that. Um, 9-11 had, because I lost my sight in 2001. Yep. And so 9-11 had just happened and I flew in November. So two months after that, mm-hmm. almost to the day, I think I left like the 17th or something. So it was almost two months and there was just a lot of stuff going on. I'd never flown alone. I hadn't flown since I was like four anyway. And so it was just so fearful. Like I'd never met, I don't think hardly any other blind people. I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I was so scared thinking that not only... Uh, of going and being by myself that's scary in and of itself but like what is this going to mean for my life you know as a whole yeah uh, meeting these blind people now i will say it was very encouraging those blind folks were very kind and helpful and i learned a lot being around them just like oh you do that okay that's okay i didn't know mm-hmm. how you know i remember learning about books on tape for the first time there yeah. like i just said there i was like what i had the big yellow yep. uh, tape thing you know and um <laughs> And so they were they were just so like, well, I remember meeting the totally blind lady and we all had rooms, that, you know, like we had roommates and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I'd go into her room and uh, I'd say like, oh, do you want me to turn the light on? And she's like, what for? I was like, oh, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. You know, and it's those things that, you know, visually impaired people now would be like, how dare they you not know to turn the light on and off? It's like, I didn't I didn't know. Um, I remember that's an episode of Frasier. We watch that all the time. And James Earl Jones is on the show as a blind person. Mm -hmm. And Frasier's leaving his room. It's like, do you mean light on or off? And his character says, "Uh, surprise me. You know, (laughs) so. But anyway, yeah, going, being there, all the things. It was very fearful. So what about you? I know you have something similar. So mine is going to get Koa, which is your guide dog now. Mm-hmm. Um, because we had had a guide dog in the past, or Derek had had. I mean, he loved me too. He probably oh, he, loved me more, right? Here's the thing. My dogs always <laughs> love my wife more. Always. I don't because know what it I is. Because I don't want them to love me. Right. I want them to go away. Yeah. No, I love Koa. No. I love Scout. You always, yeah. They're great. They're like, but you're always, you always initially don't want, you're like, no, right. I'm going to be real standoffish. And then you're like, doggy. You know, they love, you know, so yeah, all my yes. dogs have loved her. Um, but with just having the memories of having Scout, I was fearful of what having Koa was going to be. Now we didn't know it was going to be Koa at the time, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, just having a guide dog and, um, you know, how the kids would adjust to it, how they would be when we were out in public. And then Mm -hmm. along with you, you know, like you said, flying by yourself, which you hadn't done since, well, I guess you did go to like California for... Well, I went, the last time I flew by myself, I think was 14, I think I went to visit, visit my friend Jason, Jason. which I mentioned um, just not too long ago here. Um, And so I went to visit him. Yeah. So, you know, you hadn't flown by yourself and then going to an unknown, at least when you went to visit Jason, like I knew where you were going, Mm -hmm. but when you were going to Oregon, it's like, uh, you're going into a place you've never been, people Mm -hmm. you don't know, just thinking about that. And then at home, I was also... Um, I was still working. Um, I, you know, didn't take vacation for that um, time period that you were gone because you were gone for two weeks. Um, and then also like making sure that the kids were taken care of, like managing the household on my own. So it was just it was a lot of fearfulness for a lot of different reasons. A lot of I reasons. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think fear is one of those things that makes you it challenges you to do something. We've talked about that flight, fight or freeze right. you know, kind of thing. It's like, what am I going to do? And you're yeah. a little anxious and tense. Um, 
in all these situations that we've mentioned, you know, things have worked out there, you know, things are good, but fear, I think fear kind of whispers in your ear, like, this is going to be bad. You know, <laughs> all this bad stuff's going to happen or whatever. And sometimes it happens and you have to deal with it. Right. And sometimes it's not that. So, yeah. um, but yeah, we all have moments of being fearful for sure. Yeah. All right. Number five, uh, being embarrassed, being embarrassed. Uh, now, this uh, Aubrey mentioned this in the podcast we did, uh, number one hundred with the kids. If you haven't heard episode number one hundred with my kids, go back and check it out. It's great. But she mentioned uh, banging my head on the thing in the basement. What what was it? It was like, a sauna. A sauna. That's yeah. what it, I always say. Spa. I'm like I don't know what it was. It was a sauna, and it had you know the glass. I'll briefly mention it here for those who haven't heard episode one hundred. But it had like wood. But then it had glass all around it, you yes. know, the door, the windows, whatever. And so I went to poke my head and see what the kids were doing inside of it. And the door was closed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it and bang my head on the window. The sauna was not on. The sauna was not on. No, that's true. Yeah, they were just playing <laughs> in it, you know, just goofing off. And I tried to, you know, look in and pff, right on the, like, and anytime you hit your head on something that you don't see coming, it's full <laughs> on, you know, and it was hard because the kids were laughing, which it was funny, you know, it's, yeah. I'm sure it was, but it was like, oh, this is so so embarrassing and you just have to really um step back and be like well that happened i got to deal with the emotion of yeah. being embarrassed i can laugh about it now but at the time it sure was not funny yeah. i will say that for sure yeah what about you so my embarrassment comes when um you break something unintentionally obviously mm. um or spill something like out in public um, like, you know, we're sitting at dinner and you reach for your cup and, you know, spill it all over the table mm-hmm. or, and I yeah. can't really think of an instance, like specific instance that that has happened. Um, I know you were helping friends move and you broke their lamp. I did. Yes. Um, <laughs> that was I wasn't there for that. It was unfortunate. But- I don't think that was my sight loss. I think that was their lamp. Uh, <laughs> I picked it up. They had a thing like on top there. Um, lamp had it was tall and it had a thing on top of it like the shade wasn't a normal shade uh-huh. it was glass but it rested on top of it well I picked it up and kind of tilted it because it was just you know top heavy mm-hmm. well the thing just like slid right off the top it wasn't even like screwed on it wasn't attached and so I wasn't like flinging it around I wasn't you know whatever and it just fell off and broke and so we do talk about that all the time yeah you know still they're like don't yeah. let Derek touch touch our lamp or whatever but, um, I, but I, that is embarrassing yeah it, it is it's a it's embarrassing but I also am embarrassed to say that I don't have the greatest responses a lot of times mm-hmm. when you spill or break something, mm-hmm. whether it's, I mean, it's always unintentional. It's not sure. like you just, you know, snap something in flinging, half. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's also embarrassment because I don't know how I'm going to respond. So it makes me very nervous mm-hmm. for things to happen like mm-hmm. that as well. I truly think that I have gotten better at my responses oh, sure. and not yeah. flipping out or, you know, yelling or, getting mad um but at the same time like i don't want to give myself an opportunity to respond in that way so sure. i'm embarrassed of my um response but then i'm also embarrassed for you because mm-hmm. you you know have spilled or broken or yeah. you know messed something up i guess well i think those responses and this is a sort of side note but you're we're responding a lot of times we're embarrassed and mm-hmm. that embarrassment leads to those responses like you talked about yeah. and it's like you're angry because i spilled this cup i can't see I, it's like <laughs> yeah i'm angry because you can't see yes you know i'm yeah, angry that that's true. The sight loss caused this and i'm angry yeah. that sight loss caused this and so then we have those responses so i think that's why we've gotten better is because we've been able to sort of deal with those emotions not that they don't come up don't get me right. wrong like we we deal with anger but um it's those moments of like you know what this is sight loss. I spilled this cup on accident. It sucks. I don't like it. It's yep. embarrassing. 
but this is just how it is and we're not going to freak out about it. And so we've had enough time, I think 20 plus years of doing this that we've sort of been able to work on those responses. Uh, But it's good to know if you're new into sight loss, if you've been, you know, if you're in the first year and something happens and your partner's like, what the heck? It's like, they're probably not mad at you. No, You know, they're mad at the fact that their situation has changed. Yes, This would have happened before. Yeah, and and that's very true. Like I'm never mad at you for something happening. It's, it's sight loss. I mean, it wouldn't have, it more than likely wouldn't have happened if you hadn't lost your sight. Yeah. So it's just a reminder that this is, uh, you know, really uh, aggravating. Yes. So, all right. So then the next one is uh, feeling surprised, Mm -hmm. surprised. Um, I remember when we went to Disney world, Oh, it was a few years ago now, but Disney world has this device um, that you can get that is an audio descriptive device for the park. Mm-hmm. And so you uh, have it on, it's, it's kind of chunky. Hopefully they work their way down to make it smaller, but uh, you wear it and you put the, you know, headphones in and it'll describe where you are in the park. Yep. It will describe different things. Uh, some of the rides have audio description. For example, for those of you who've been to Disney, Haunted Mansion, mm-hmm. um, Peter Pan, uh, Little Mermaid, those kinds of rides have description. They'll tell you what's going on. And in fact, I remember audio description, uh, we were uh, going, or excuse me, Haunted Mansion with the audio description, it said something about there's a place where they're dancing. Mm-hmm. You can see down. I was like, oh, there's a thing down there that it said. And you're like, is there? <laughs> I, I, you know, I didn't even notice. Yep. It's what like we talked about with uh, movies, you know, and TV shows with audio description. Yep. It's like, I didn't even notice. So I was really shocked how well it worked, how beneficial it was. Now, it wasn't perfect. Obviously, there were times it didn't exactly work. Um, and it was cumbersome having a headphone sticking in my ear the whole day. Yeah. But it was like, I could tell where we were in the park, like, because mm-hmm. it would be like, bing. And it would tell you where you're entering and exiting and things like that. So yeah. that was always neat. Um, but I was just really surprised. I don't know why. Like Disney tries to make everything great all the time. Uh, not that they can, but <laughs> it was just like, wow, this is so cool. They really thought about me in this moment, right. you know, and, and yeah. that was really neat. So, yeah. yeah, being surprised, it was great. What about you? So mine has to do with audio description as well. Um, I love it when we go back and watch a TV show or a movie that was made, you know, in the early 2000s. 90s, even into the 80s sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're currently watching Friends, which I think we've talked about mm-hmm. um, like in the last episode. Yeah. And it has audio description. And I just think that's great that they have gone back and made the effort to go back yeah. and add audio description into some of the classic TV shows and movies and mm-hmm. even some that aren't so classics as well. Sure. I mean, just things that are, um, you know, I don't know, nostalgic and something you would want to watch again. And, you know, all of the Disney movies, Disney again, I absolutely love Disney. Yeah, we're Disney folks for sure. Um, All of the Disney movies on Disney Plus have audio description in them now. Even like, I'm pretty sure even like Snow White, the very first Disney, you know, full length animated cartoon. We haven't checked them all, but so many of them. Yes. Yeah, like all the Star Wars movies I know have yep. uh, audio description. Yep. All so, the Marvel yeah, movies do. Yeah, they're going, so, you know, yeah, that's, it's a huge win when it's like, let's check. Cause a lot of times you check and like, nah, you yeah. know, don't have it. But then when you check and you're like, oh, it does like, it's, you know, it's, and again, the implementation sometimes is a little odd because they didn't plan for that, you know, right. uh, but, um, it's always so great whenever it's like, ah, oh, this, you know, kind of that surprise of like, oh, I, I'm part of this. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So if you can't yep. tell, we love audio description in this house <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, and again, another plug. I think I said it last time, last week on the podcast. Uh, give it a shot if you haven't. It's great. Yep. All right. So uh, finally, the uh, emotion we've got here is being proud. I don't know if this is an exactly like an, an emotion per se, but mm-hmm. it's a feeling we have of being proud 
And I've got a couple of things here. One is when I do something I didn't think I could do or I thought was going to be way too challenging and I overcome it and I do it. That's always a great feeling. But then when I feel like when my stuff, when my life has an impact in a positive way on somebody else. So for example, with the stuff we do here, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff I do in my job or helping people, counseling people, things like that. It's like anytime that they're like, Derek, thank you so much for this. This happened. And I thought about this and it really was impactful. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm so proud that our lives can have a positive impact on somebody else yeah. uh, in whatever way that may be. Yep. So what about you? So mine kind of, again, goes along the same um, lines as that. But being I'm, I'm proud whenever what we're doing here as a podcast Um, affects people's lives. Mm -hmm. And I love hearing the comments that Derek shares with me from the podcast um, or even his videos um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, what we've done has opened up something in other people and they appreciate what we're doing and what we're sharing. And it just makes me know that what we're doing is helping. Yes. And I, I love that. And Absolutely. I'm very proud of that. Always proud. Definitely. So uh, if you ever want to reach out, we do read the comments, we read the emails and we share them and we always appreciate it because it helps us know that what we're doing is impactful. Yeah. We're not, now don't get me wrong. I love just sitting here, setting up a microphone and talking on it. I do that by myself, <laughs> but uh, it's impactful and that's always something we're proud of. Yep. All right. So that's all the things we've got for today. Those are just stories from our own life. And it's important to know that we as people on the other side of this camera, we have all those emotions that we face and it comes out in different ways at different times and in different situations, Mm -hmm. but we face them on a regular basis, just like everyone else. And it's important to recognize that. So our question for you today is this, what's a story that you have from one of these emotions that we shared today? Something about being grateful or sad or angry or any other such thing. I would love to hear about it. If you're watching the video, you can leave a comment down below. And if you're listening, of course, you can always send an email to lifeaftersightloss at gmail.com. All right. Before we get to our quote of the week, we've got a few housekeeping items for you. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to give us a big thumbs up and hit the subscribe button. Sorry. <laughs> Try again. Hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss another single episode. That's right. And if you're listening to the audio version, make sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app and consider giving us a rating and a review. So when other folks find the podcast, they'll be like, oh, it is great. I'm so excited. Yeah. All right. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Whatever's going on in your life, you'd like to answer the question for today or just share anything going on, you can always send us an email to lifeaftersightloss at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at lifeaftersightloss. That's right. All right, folks. Well, now we've come to the part of the podcast where we get our quote of the week. The quote this week says, feelings are something you have, not something you are. And that is from Shannon L. Alder. That's right. Feelings are something you have, not something you are. Yep. Oftentimes we have, um, oh, I'm an angry person. I'm a sad person. I'm a this person, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, even good things. I'm a grateful person. I'm a this person, you know, whatever. And that's all could be good, could be bad, whatever. But just because you're feeling sad, just because you're feeling angry, just because whatever, doesn't mean that has now defined you and that's right. all that you are. Absolutely. You know, feelings are something you have. And sometimes, you know, it's like, it, I think we talked about it, um, I don't know, it's one of the episodes before. Uh, <laughs> I think we talked about how, you know, sometimes it's like, I'm having this feeling. Is everyone else around me having this feeling? Am I the only 
anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's the case, what does that mean about me? What does that mean about the situation? It's just a tool to help tell you things. So yeah, yeah definitely things you have that you need to be aware of but it doesn't have to define you. Right. All right, folks. Well, that wraps it up for us this week. We want to thank you so much for listening wherever you are. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name's Derek. And I'm April. And we'll see you in in the the next next one.